We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we're live. Welcome to the RG DFS Tournament Takes Podcast. I am your host, Chris Kirkwood, Kirk Bees. I'm here with my two boys, uh, Killer B, Brett Hartfield, and JSU Rab, John Sarabian. How's it going? Doing well. Uh, we are uh, doing this show after Thursday Night Football this time around, so... I uh, just got to see your uh, New England Patriots kind of dust up the Colts, kind of like what we thought was going to happen. So, um, yeah, uh, and I'm coming off kind of a high uh, seeing the Brewers uh, win one, uh, basically a walk-off hit by Moustakis. So I'm feeling pretty good about myself. So was, it, was that a bet? Did you, was you, did you, uh, were you bet on the no, Brewers? No, I'm a Wisconsin Brewers boy. So, okay. like, I, I do got to say – I'm not 100% a huge baseball fan year round. It's just too much time consuming. Um, but, you know, I kind of definitely uh, jumped on their bad bandwagon later on in the year once I saw that they were going to be playoff. You know what it is? By the, this, like, I love baseball playoffs. Baseball playoffs are the greatest. But, like, at this, by this time, DFS has, like, soured me by this point in baseball. Like, I don't even want to watch it anymore because of just grinding it out every single day for so long but uh totally get that too yeah anyway it's like it's like when you don't have dfs money on the line like i mean in a two-game baseball slate it's you're not going to be putting obviously too many but our socks uh it'll hopefully uh, we'll get uh brewers uh socks then or something yeah yeah see see we're we're boston boys here brett so you know we got the we had the patriots you know the red sox don't even play so what do they play tomorrow tomorrow so tomorrow we can talk about baseball did you see the yankees uh, throw the beer, uh, throw the beer at that A's fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, that's I just typical. That. That's just typical Yankee fans. So we know. John and I know all about that. What, listen, Red Sox fans have are are really great. We're we're yeah, awesome. I'm sure you're no, gonna we're, we're, we're 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 bad, <laughs> but we're we're, we're 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 I'm 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 great. I'm a great fan, but. Uh, there's a lot of bad Boston fans out there, but it's nowhere compared to New York Yankees. These Yankee fans are the worst. Let's be honest. Like, like the bottom 5% of each fan base sucks. Okay. Like, I mean, you see the worst of the worst human beings when you go to a live sporting event, go sit in the bleachers of a live sporting event. And then you add alcohol and just everything is just, yeah, you're going to see some weird, weird stuff happen. 
Yeah. All right. So let's talk some uh, NFL DFS. Let's try to keep it uh, a little bit quicker. You know, we tend to go a little bit long on these shows, but I think all of us are tired here. Um, so, uh, yeah. So good week for you. Um, JSU, how'd you do? I did all right. Um, you know, had some good plays, you know, got on some good calls. I got on to Ezekiel Elliott. Um, obviously, everyone likes Shepard and Boyd. And, you know, I played those guys just because kind of had to. Um, didn't have as much Ridley. Um, but, yeah, all in all, it was a decent week. Um, Could have been better, but, you know. The t- the chalk smash. So it'll be yeah. me. Uh, I ended up um, getting a little too cute and going too heavy with Michael Thomas, knowing that people weren't going to be playing Michael Thomas and uh, that kind of hurt. Um, but other than that, uh, this is a good, interesting week, right? Like let's see if this chalk keeps smashing, but um, we'll see how this goes. But we have a 58 point total in a game. So this is, it's all about the Falcon Steelers. Like that's, we have to make decisions on this game and how we play this game and do this game is going to affect everything. So um, what are you guys thinking about this game in general? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to be uh, all about this game, just stacking it different ways. Um, I'm curious to hear your guys take on James Conner. Um, this is obviously a great spot for James Conner. Um, probably have questioned his ability, especially in weeks two through four. Uh, he's had three yards per carry the last three games. So um, I, I don't know if uh, he's going to be cash game viable for me, but um, working him in in different uh, game stacks already. And then, I mean, just everybody's in play. Uh, I, I would say I'm staying away from a guy like Muhammad Sanu. Um, just feel like he's got a high floor, but a low ceiling. So I'd probably stay away from that. But like a James Washington, um, even fringe guys like that, I think. Bingo. 100% in play. Uh, Vance McDonald's going to be really popular um, also at tight end. So um, looking looking at uh, the fringe guys and then also uh, still really want to invest a lot of, into, you know, the studs of Antonio Brown, uh, Juju, and Julio Jones. Yeah, I mean, first of all, James Conner, let's just real quick, you know, in four games he's had 24 targets in the passing game. Um So pretty consistent, you know, getting about six balls um, a game targeted at him. And Atlanta's, you know, obviously really bad at covering backs out of the backfield for uh, pass catches. So I'm definitely in on him. I think that people um, are probably not going to be in on the running backs as much as the receivers in the, in, in this game. I don't know about you guys, but I think a lot of people are going to try and attack the passing games for both these teams. And I think the running backs, even Freeman, who I think is a good play too, if he um, can come back to his normal amount of snaps, I like him and Connor together. So, I mean, for me personally, of course, I love this game. I, I'm going to have some stacks. I love Julio Jones. Um, I think Mohamed Sanu actually is a pretty, pretty good play, especially on DraftKings at 4,000. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm on the other side of that. I think that, you know, playing him and Julio as opposed to like Ridley and Julio or, you know, is kind of a way to differentiate. Um, but yeah, going the running back route or, 
you know, Mohamed Sanu, I think, is a way to differentiate with Julio, obviously. Yeah, so Connor, just uh, 97 rushing yards on 32 carries um, after that uh, week one game where he, uh, where he went ham. Um, and, you know, the, the, the Falcons don't give up much rushing yards because they just give up tons of passing yards to everybody. Um, but so the real the production's probably going to come from Connor if they get him involved in the passing game, right? Like, I mean, we all know what every single pass, ca- pass catching back has destroyed um, Atlanta. And so, yeah, it's interesting. I'm, you know, he's definitely fallen out of favor. How let's pull up uh, expected ownership here and see what, uh, where he's landing right now. Um, yeah. And can I just say like Juju Smith Schuster is like, in my opinion, has the best matchup out of anyone in this whole game. Guys had 11 red zone targets this year. You know, Antonio Brown's had three. So, like, just to put that in perspective, I think Antonio Brown's a better wide receiver, and I don't, I don't think that's even a question, but it's all about the opportunity. And I think, you know, Ben's obviously loves Juju. He's obviously attacking, you know, the weaker of the matchups. And, um, you know, I think Juju's definitely going to have the best matchup um, this week for the aerial attack. So, for me personally, and I want to hear what you guys think, but, I'm leaning Juju over Antonio Brown. What do you What are you guys doing there? Yeah, I mean, you you do have Atlanta being a weaker defense in the middle, and that's kind of just also how they've always run their defense. Uh, but Juju should be mainly on Brian Poole in the slot, um, whereas Antonio Brown and James Washington will have both True Font and Alford. So uh, I agree. They did lose another <clears throat> defensive lineman too for Atlanta. So it just seems like. They are so injury prone right now, um, you know, at every level too. They have two safeties out, uh, one of the Pro Bowl safeties and then that linebacker, uh, and then this week with the defensive line. So, uh, yeah, it's just going to be a spot where I do want to have a lot of juju. Um, but, I, you know, percentage-wise, I still think I'm signed with uh, a little bit more of Antonio Brown uh, than juju in my tournaments. Um, even the whole, I know Antonio Brown gets a little bit, uh, tougher, uh, of a matchup. I just, I just feel like, uh, th- this is a spot where he's just kind of, he's going to go off. So, uh, it's, it's kind of more or less a gut feel than anything else. Yeah. So the Falcons moved Trufant, uh, to the slot, uh, last week, um, and it didn't work out very well. He allowed, uh, seven catches for 85 yards and a touchdown, um, yeah, pool back, so they may abandon that, and you know, with with pool being back now. But either way, um, it's pretty much a good matchup for Juju here, and I think the Trufant doesn't scare me at all um, if he's you know covering or Alfred covering Antonio Brown. I mean, I just think there's so much upside. I mean, this probably feels like the game that Antonio Brown finally erupts. But I do agree with you that Juju has the better matchup. But I don't think it even matters. Um, against this Falcons defense, personally, I, I don't know. Um, uh, James, I mean, the best matchup is James Washington. Um, he gets uh, the rookie uh, Isaiah Oliver in coverage, um, and uh, Oliver has been terrible. Um, it's given up. Uh, uh, let's see here. He's given up a ton of a ton of yardage, and uh, so James Washington. All it takes is really just one big play for him to pay off that salary. So. 
I like that call. Um, what about Austin? What about like the tight ends in this game going Austin? I know you mentioned Vance McDonald quickly, but Austin Hooper or Vance McDonald? Yeah, so I think Vance McDonald's going to be somewhat popular. Uh, we've saw, we've seen what he's been doing uh, with his pass routes. I, uh, last week, I, I want to say he ran 31 pass routes out of like somewhere around 40 total uh, pass routes. So uh, when he's out there, he's he's getting involved in the passing game, which is huge. Um, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, Jesse James really hasn't been running routes at all. So um, yeah, and just the last two weeks he's made like just huge plays. So in a game with all, all the points uh, that are, you know, possible here, you know, 58 over under, just feel like uh, a lot of these guys that, you know, might be smaller percentage, like on DraftKings, I don't expect him to garner a lot of ownership, but over on FanDuel where he's 4,600, I think he's going to be really chalky. Um, There's just not a lot to do at tight end. You know, I just feel like you're just, when you're going cheap at tight end, you're, you're looking for a touchdown um, or else you're going up to like a Kelsey or an Ertz um, type of or play. Or Kittle. Yeah. Or Kittle. Or Kittle. Yeah. Or Cook. Give him his due. Yeah. I mean, Cook, man, the way he's been going off to um, you got just, you know, anybody that's healthy and that's been involved in their offenses, you gotta, you gotta look at right now for tight ends just because of the way the position is right now. Yeah, I liked Cook last week. Um, I like, and I like Jimmy Graham this week too as well. I think so. For, for my tight ends, um, Jimmy Graham and uh, and Cook definitely looking at. Uh, although the Chargers do defend the the tight end pretty well, but I think I forgot who's the guy that I think he's injured. So I think the matchup just got a lot better um, based on. Are, are you looking mainly to Jimmy Graham because of all the wide receiver injuries, or what? Yeah, and what? he's he's running. He's 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 running slot routes he's their slot receiver right now and uh and um I was high on him last week he got that touchdown and then he had a bunch of drops and whatnot he could have had a much bigger game than he had he but looked terrible last yeah, week he did look bad but oh. uh Aaron Rodgers called out in the media that he needs more Jimmy Graham like this is you know and so if he can get those drops under control you know what I mean and he's running and he if you know, he can step up his game a little. I think the opportunity's there in, a, in another dome game. Now, I'm a little bit lower on this game in general. That game being the uh, the Packers. Um, sorry, it's late at night here. Packers uh, lines. Packers lines. Lines. Lions just are. They're just basically contr- game control right now. All about game control. Controlling the clock. People aren't running enough plays, and with. Uh, um, Rogers' lack of mobility, they may go to Aaron Jones a little bit more in this game. So I just think that there's going to be a lot less plays in this game as compared to some of these other games. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I, agree, of, I agree with you. There might be a lot of value uh, in that game. Um, specifically, obviously, you got the Packers wide receiver situation. Uh, none of the top three wide receivers practice today. So that's, a, that's something to keep an eye on. Um, but then even looking over at Detroit, I mean, Marvin Jones is going to be one of the chalkier uh, wide receivers yeah, at 4700 Let's talk about that price, 4700 That's just ridiculous. That's right. Ridiculous. Well, I think, I think you got the last two weeks, like if we just look at uh, roster construction, uh, what's really been hitting is cheap wide receivers and expensive running backs. So um, last week you had Sterling Shepard, uh, Tyler Boyd, Taylor Gabriel. Uh, all these cheap wide receivers go off last week, and it just seems like that's the way to uh, – be profitable the last few weeks so I think again you're gonna see a lot of these 
you know, 5K and under guys, uh, Marvin Jones being right up there, uh, garnering the ownership. So, I mean, I, I like it. Uh, definitely like Marvin Jones in cash games, but easily, easily can swerve off them in tournaments. Yeah. Well, let's go back to the quickly, the running backs in the, the Falcons game. John, you said you kind of liked uh, Devontae Freeman potentially? Yeah, so I, I think that the way to get a piece of this game without – you know, getting a, a lot of chalky players is to go with the running backs because I feel like they're going to be lower owned. And I think they're set up for really good matchups if Devontae Freeman gets his normal work share, which I'm still not sure of, but they said he looked great in practice. He looked explosive. You know, he's a full go. So I would assume he's going to get his full amount of snaps. And Coleman is kind of nicked up. So we don't know. Like, I'm assuming he's going to play too, but maybe he, you know, doesn't play as much as he usually does because he's a little nicked up. I, I I don't know about that, but if he gets his full snap work, I do like him. And they also have Ito Smith emerging too, so I'm I'm just kind of sour on this whole arrangement, um, and the fact that the the Steelers' run defense has been pretty good. They've you know they've only allowed a, a running back for um, they've yet to allow a running back for more than seventy five yards. Um, so I just think that this game just erupts from the passing aspect i get it from like a game theory standpoint but i just don't know how much upside either of these guys have now that they have three actual capable backs there yeah and i always had like this um this thing in the back of my head the last couple of years where Devonte freeman was so much better at home like in atlanta um and it was kind of almost somewhat game script like where when they were ahead he touched the ball a lot more uh, i felt like on the road tevin coleman always had way better splits uh than freeman on the road so I always have that in the back of my head. It's mainly because of the last two years. So pro I'm probably going to be avoiding uh, both Atlanta backs. But, like, James Conner, are you guys in or are you out? I'm in. Right? I'm definitely in, too. Um, I, th I think you've got to have some decent ownership just based upon game flow and what we know Atlanta gives up, right? I mean, we have not been impressed with James Conner, but it's more or less the situation we're buying into. But he can catch, he can catch passes, and that's all we want from a running back against the Falcons. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, um, and you, what, you're, you're, you know, lucky you could might luck into some goal line um, touchdowns too, as well. So, like, there's plenty of upside here. We, I mean, we, it's it's a little overboard on the hate for James Conner at this point right now. Yeah, and you know we're doing this show on Thursday night. Uh, one guy that I would pivot off to uh, as running backs in that same price range is Joe Mixon. Uh, Gio Bernard looks like he's not going to go, and I don't know how popular right now Joe Mixon's going to be. But like, I'm going to want to have a lot of shares of uh, Mixon versus uh, at home uh, versus Miami as a six point favorite. If I knew he was going to play like his full ninety percent of snaps, I would lock button Joe Mixon. That's how good of a play he is. Yeah. I, I, I feel like if they if – they, I don't think he will. Know. Okay. I don't think I, they trust Mark Walton. So, oh. you know, I mean, we, we saw what he looked like in the preseason and, like, the the few attempts that he's gotten the last few weeks it hasn't looked that great. You think he's fully healthy to go? I don't know. I'm just going to go based upon reports. But if, if I feel like he's going to get uh, – if just all the beat reporters are positive about it, I, I'm going to definitely be putting in uh, high percentage in, in my uh, turns. Oh, sure. If, they, if, if, if there are reports out that they're positive, he's going to run eight, even 80% of the snaps. I'd be in on him. Definitely. All right. Let's, uh, let's cover one quick 
we'll get to the game I want to get to, which is the Oakland um, uh, the Chargers game because that's going to be that's the second highest total on the board, and we can cover that one. But I just want your thoughts quickly on the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars situation. Dan Bach, if you're listening, uh, you know, chime in and uh, hit us up and tell us who the good plays are. But I mean, are, are we on board with Bortles? Is it Bortles and Cash? Bortles and GPP? Bortles everywhere this week? Is it? Uh, is Keelan Cole and Didi? They're both getting some a lot of love, but we got the the main play is uh, Leonard Fournette being out opens up potentially uh, Yeldon again, unless uh, Corey Grant comes in and uh, steals all that thunder away. Where, yeah, where, where I, I mean, I personally, I personally like uh, like this game quite a bit. Um, I mean, you got one of the best defenses versus like the top offense, obviously in the league. Um, I I have. I have a good percentage of Blake Bortles in cash currently. Uh, kind of worried about that, but um, I, I, it's tough to pair him up with uh, a specific wide receiver uh, just because none of them really stand out. But, you know, I did research this situation. Moncrief leads the, uh, the three in air yards this year. I mean, it's, it's nothing crazy, but – if one guy is going to have a huge game based upon targets, uh, I would put my money on Dante Moncrief. So um, I would be pairing him up with uh, Dante. Uh, and the cool part is you obviously get a little bit of a price savings with Moncrief. So, so this is great. So when I started building lineups uh, today, the first three lineups I made were all um, GPP lineups, but they were all stacks of this game. This is one of the games I think is going to be a sneakier game stack. Um, I like both sides of it. I am actually the um, – you like Dante Moncrief. He's the one guy that I'm leaving off my stacks. I like D.D. Westbrook and Keelan Cole. I like their matchups a little better. Um, D.D. just – he's been getting peppered with targets. And I think Keelan Cole is the best receiver on the team. And I, I, I think talent-wise, I think he's the best receiver there. So for me, it's just, I've seen this Chiefs team, you know, get carved up. I think those are the two guys that have the best chance of doing it. Blake Bortles is fine. I think the cooler play though, or the sneakier play is Pat Mahomes. No doubt. No doubt about it. You know, I think, you know, playing Pat Mahomes with Travis Kelsey um, and Tyree Kill, who I think this is the week where you're going to get Tyree Kill at 5% ownership. And I think it's, you know, he, he's one of those guys that he's matchup proof. I, I don't care who it is. Like J- Jalen Ramsey can't run with him. Like he just can't. No one can. He's the fast player in the league. They also so. move him around uh, quite yeah. a bit. So like, I mean, they put him in the backfield. They'll put him in the slot. They put him all over. So I wouldn't worry too in, much. About in, but like, here's in, the thing. There's been yeah. two, two wide receivers who've reached a hundred yards against the Jags the last two years. Um, both of them had 15 plus targets. It was Odell Beckham and Antonio Brown. Did they have Pat Mahomes throwing them the ball? Um, they did not. All right. So that's my answer. So here's the thing. When you play a really good defense, you're scheming your best players to touch the ball as much as possible. So from a volume standpoint and the fact that like for me, I think Pat Mahomes right now is playing as good as any quarterback in the league, you know, him and Matt Ryan, so to me, it's like I'm going to put my money on the fact that Andy Reid is going to scheme up ways to get Travis Kelsey and to get Tyree killed the ball in space, you know, 
uh, to me, it's just, I think it's a sneaky, sneaky play. If everyone's going to be on the Bortles side and, and they're going to score points, I think the Chiefs have to score points. Um, I mean, yeah. Um, I'm, all right. So back to the other side of the game. I kind of agree with both you guys. Um, uh, Brett, Dante Moncrief, I do, I do like. He actually does have the best matchup, in my opinion, um, against Orlando Skandrick. Um, that's, so that's, that's the, yeah. And he is also an, a, a, an end zone guy, right? You want touchdown equity with Dante Moncrief. Um, Didi is like the, the new hot, shiny new toy right now after getting 13 targets, um, in a great matchup. Um, so everybody's all over Didi right now and his air yards and whatnot. But like, I also agree with, um, John that, Keelan Cole is like the best receiver, I think, on the team. Like he's kind of like the beast of the bunch. Um, so I, I would lean Keelan. I don't really know what to do, but like my first instinct, I started building with Keelan Cole. Yeah, um, I just see like a lot of DD Westbrook's, uh, you know, routes have been coming out of the slot. And I just kind of want to avoid Kendall Fuller, especially when we have somewhat three similarly talented wide receivers. Uh, I just kind of want to avoid Kendall Fuller in the slot. So, I'm good with going Keelan Cole and Moncrief. Probably stick away from DD. So um, I'm going to have plenty of double stacks with Keelan and Moncrief. Later. And this game may suck too. Like this game, this the the Chiefs do play better at home. They always have. It's a tougher place to play at Arrowhead. So I mean, and we've got these splits, right? Everyone's talking about these uh, Leonard, uh, the Blake Bortles on-off with Leonard Fournette splits. But like that's like five games, I think. Yeah. So it's not like we're dealing with a big sample here. And um, I think it's it's going to really matter though if the Chiefs can uh, put up points in the first half versus Jacksonville. If they can make it, if they can make it like a fast game and and them putting up points uh, and force Jacksonville to have to pass, uh, then the game I think can shoot out. But if uh, if if the Jacksonville defense is still dominant uh, versus Kansas City. I, I just feel like this could be a, you know, obviously a slow game. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things where, I, you know, I can see, I can see a shootout happening more times than uh, this game going under. All right. The game I see erupting the most, I think that I obviously the Falcons Steelers is a great game. I do see a little bit potential for that to underwhelm a little bit. And I think this Oakland chargers game is just going to go ham regardless. Like, I don't see any way it doesn't. Are you guys, like, feeling this game? I am. I've, I've started to buy more and more shares. What do you think, uh, John? Yeah, no, I, I really like it. Um, you know, obviously Melvin Gordon is in a smash spot. But I think, um, you know, we were talking pre-show and Brett was talking about, you know, how cheap the Oakland side is. And I think it's – really smart if you like Melvin Gordon and for me I love Mike Williams this week as a cheap option um but if you like uh that side then I think it's cool uh a good idea to bring it back with you know the Oakland side super cheap Jordy Nelson I think he's 45 or 4600 on DraftKings 5600 on uh FanDuel um Jared Cook same thing he's like 47 or 48 on DraftKings and you know, 59 on FanDuel. So those are some really cheap options and good plays too. Um, really do prefer Cook and Nelson over Cooper. 
on that side. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have a mixture, I think, of all three. Uh, you know, the Chargers play a lot of zone D, so I'm not really, you know, too worried about matchups here. Um, I, I know in this situation, Amari's been shut down before, uh, but I still want to have a decent percentage of him. And, I mean, Derek Carr at 5,200, I mean, that's really viable in a spot where I think they're going to have to come from behind. They're going to have to pass a lot. Um, I don't see a lot of work out of Marshawn Lynch, you know, and it, he's actually surprised me how good he's looked this, this season. Well, and they've, they fed him uh decent targets too. Like um, he's had at least two catches in each game. So yeah, I mean, definitely been uh, <laughs> surprising when, you know, two years ago he was out of football. I mean, I don't play him, you know what I mean? But like, I, oh, no. I've, been, I've been watching and like, he's definitely looks a lot better than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he could get game scripted out in a heartbeat. Basically, this game comes down to as long as Joey Bosa is out, like, these games just keep going going nuts, you know? So, like, the the Raiders currently ranked seventh in pass attempts. You have to like that. Um, they looked – Carr was at least slanging it last week. Um, Amari Cooper looked good last week. He's been getting separation, um, which is good. You know, obviously, Phillip Rivers is going to sling it. We know that. And – uh Melvin Gordon is going to Melvin Gordon. So there's just so many ways. So, and, like, we've got Jordy Nelson. I'm interested if any either of you guys like him at all. Yeah, I definitely like Jordy. Jordy's been getting quite a few – I mean, consistent targets too. Uh, still super viable in the red zone. Uh, and at only 4,500 on DraftKings, I think he's – I think a lot of people are looking at, you know, other plays in that price range. But for me, he's like – He's like right on top uh, as one of the best plays at 4,500. So he's going to see Desmond King. And um, so Desmond King has yet to allow an incomplete pass while covering the slot. That uh, sounds pretty, pretty. Would you say that's pretty bad? Or? That sounds pretty good for Jordy Nelson, no? <laughs> yeah. I, I would take that for sure. Um, so that's what I'm Keenan Allen. Talk to me, boys. Yeah, I I feel like uh, if I'm going to spend up uh, here for a San Diego guy, I'm going to probably spend uh, most of my stacks with Melvin Gordon coming back. But, uh, uh, John, do you have – like, I, I've been kind of avoiding uh, Chargers pass catchers outside of, like, little percentages in tournaments. Um, I just feel like a lot of them are hit or miss, and I've been, I've been missing basically every single one of them. Well, here's one thing, too, is that, you know, Melvin Gordon is not just getting rush attempts in the red zone. He's getting a lot of the pass red zone targets. So I think it's hurting a lot of the wide receivers. Um, so I, I just – for me, I don't want to spend up at for 7,800, 8K for a guy when he's not consistently getting, you know, the red zone targets that, you know, he should be getting. You know, at least if I'm – paying, you know, 4K for a guy, you know, I, I don't mind, you know, if he gets one look and he gets a touchdown, that's fine. But if Keenan Allen doesn't get you, you know, 10 catches for 100 yards or, you know, five, five to six catches for 70 yards and a touchdown, you're you're sitting, you know, dead in the water right there. So I, I don't know. I just – I'm not going to do it this week. Um, 
but I, I mean, I get the ownership play. He's going to be really long, but there's just other guys that in that price range, I really want to pay for um, that. We really haven't even discussed yet. Like one of my favorite games that I guess maybe no one's talking about the Seattle um, versus the Rams. Yeah. I guys think, let me tell you what week it is. It's Chris Kirk week. You heard it here first. This is when the Chris Kirk narrative pays off for Chris Kirkwood. <laughs> this is it. Like it's I've played happen. Chris Kirk in golf, never worked, but this is, oh. this is the week. I swear to you guys, this Arizona. is it. And, and uh, obviously David Johns, is that where you were going? Oh, no. I, I uh, thought, John, we, were, I thought uh, we were talking about the Rams. We were talking about the, the, the Rams versus the um, oh, sorry. Uh, Seahawks. Uh, Seattle Seahawks. I got a little too excited about you Chris got, Kirk. Got really, I got my mind off. You, you got really excited. <laughs> no, so I, I was talking more about Russell Wilson at 5,100 on DraftKings. I mean, that's just – that's a misprice. I, I, I don't know. I Russell Wilson at 5,100, I don't know how – you don't play that guy at 5,100. And his two best weapons are 5K on DraftKings and 4,600. Doug Baldwin, uh, Tyler Lockett. I like those guys a lot. But my favorite play is Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is just he's, – he's in a smash matchup right here. I could see him going for two touchdowns. This is my sneaky GPP. Um, you know, I think he's going to be around 5% owned. I think people are going to, you know, take Copper Woods – and they'll be higher owned. And I think Cooks is going to be left at lower ownership. And I, he's just he's just the most talented wide receiver there. And I think I think they're going to put a ton of points up on Seattle. So I wouldn't mind going with two wide receivers. Like uh, me personally, I like Woods and Cooks the most, but you couldn't go wrong with Cup either. I can get behind that. Um, I can definitely get behind that. He's got a great matchup. Uh He's going to see Trey Flowers, who's just a rookie. He's just going to run right by him. Yep. Um, that's exactly what should happen. But, you know, it comes down to Todd, how much Todd Gurley is just running by everybody, too. Are you guys interested in paying for Gurley at all? Not not, not really. I'm, I haven't been putting him into a lot of lineups, um, which is kind of weird, right? Not having a lot of – uh, Gurley or Kamara. Um, I'm obviously signed with Gurley in, in most spots, but, uh, cash games for sure. Purely. Um, but in tournaments, I'd rather, I'd rather pay for one of the more expensive wide receivers, uh, that I feel like has a higher ceiling, uh, this week than, than what Gurley would have in this game. Yeah. Gurley's going to be lower owned. Uh, I'm, I'm probably not going to pay for him that I'll be underweight. Definitely. Um, but he's going to be lower owned for sure than Melvin Gordon. All right, let's move it on to my, my sneaky game where I was all excited about with my boy Christian Kirk here. How do you uh, like this game? This game's got 40 points. Yeah, this is why it's so sneaky. This is, this is sneaky. Yeah, uh, you, you're not even going to say the best play on the whole board, but go. Okay, go ahead. Who is it, Josh Rosen? No. <laughs> Uh, no, David, no, go. There's David Johnson. There's Larry Fitz. Uh, I'm not. You're. I don't want to play your boy Kittle. No, you don't want to play my boy Kittle. No. Uh, that's yeah. the best play on the board. I mean, that's the best play of on the game. This game. In no, this it's game. Chris, It's Christian Kirk. It's no it's, doubt about it. It's Kittle and Matt Breida. 
and I'm going to pound this desk again for Matt Breida, and I'm going back there one more time. It, you know, he got, he got injured, came back in. He looked okay. He had a couple chances for some big runs. He didn't, you know, he didn't get them, but he, they were there. The run game for them is awesome. San Francisco's run game is awesome. They're going to keep trying to run the ball down people's throats. Matt Breida is by far the most talented runner. You saw what Arizona and Seattle did to Arizona last week with Mike Davis. Like, who is Mike Davis? Oh, he's the guy who ran for two touchdowns and however many yards, 100 yards or whatever it was. Like, it. this is just such a smash spot for Matt Breida, who I think he's like third in the league in rushing right now. He's in the top five in rushing yards right now. So, so the only thing I'd be concerned about with John is he's been kind of hurt the last two games. Now, two games ago, he had an injury that I thought – Where he looked dead. He looked yeah, paralyzed. Yeah. He was done. His season was going to be over with. Um, and then they brought him back in. So I was like, okay. And then he also gets hurt last week. So I don't exactly know the situation here. How and I he came back in. He came yeah. back in. This man yeah. is a warrior. He's all right. Tough. This guy has proven it already. There is um, no this this is it. This is the play. This is you got me. I'm sold. I'm in. Um also I like Alfred Morris's uh snap counts t- down to twenty three last week. So it's just Okay, you know what I don't like? I don't like that Phoenix, uh, the cards right now are only uh, 49 and a half plays per game. When you can only get 49 and a half plays per game, which is ridiculously low. Basically, they're at 49 and a half, the Dolphins are at 50, and then every other team is over 57 and a half. This is the week where one of our 40-point total games (laughs) breaks the slate, all right? And it's Christian Kirk. It's Josh Rosen who's going to be slinging the ball. Um, David Johnson started to – he didn't get his third Didn't get his third down. Uh, he's not playing on third downs for some reason, Evan Silva was saying. But Yeah, yeah. what is it? He missed a couple blocks, so they're taking him out yeah, now on third downs. It's stupid, but, that, like, that should change, it's right? Fine. They should be back. But he's starting to get volume again, and uh, he's looking fine when he's out there. And so I'm not – I think David John his price is this is he's so cheap right now. Right, it's, it's just like, the situation. It's it's it, really the situation. It's it's how slow paced their offense is. It's not having uh, confidence in their coaches. Uh, you know, getting the ball in David Johnson's hands. I don't know. There's this is this is just a puke game to me. Like I, I'm gonna stay away. <laughs> this is the game, everybody. You heard it here. <laughs> now, all right, I'm gonna. Know, my- I'm gonna be honest. I only like it because the the Chris Kirk narrative. I want it to, to happen one yeah. time. I'm but- gonna throw in my sneaky play, our uh, sneaky game. Um, yeah. That's gonna be the Vikings at uh, Philly. Uh, you got two of the faster teams uh, in the NFL. Also, uh, you have uh, a Viking offense that has the highest pass uh, to rush ratio, and then Philly's been giving up the highest pass to rush ratio. Um, you got a Philly defense that's just so strong in the defensive line, so good against the run. Uh, I think the this pass, pass funnel D. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. So I just feel like okay, this means the Vikings are going to be throwing a ton. Uh, we know who they like to get the ball to, uh, Thielen and Diggs. And I don't think Thielen and Diggs are going to be all that popular, uh, just because everybody's eyes are going to go to Julio and Antonio when they're spending up. So uh, I really like this stack. Elshon's now back being healthy. I uh, don't like the matchup uh, 
you know, bringing it back with Elshon because uh, Rhodes will be on him. But Aylar did get, I want to say, like 12 targets last week. Yeah, 12 targets yeah. last week. So I don't mind him. But, you know, I'd rather bring it back with like an Ertz. Um, but, yeah, this would be my, my sneakier shootout call because uh, I can see a lot of passing. And both, both of the defenses have really, really underperformed this year, uh, especially via the pass. So. All right, I got one sneaky guy I like that, that. I, who I know is going off this week. And uh, this is not going to be a popular game. Uh, this is Taiwan Taylor week. Um, it, it has to be. You know, I mean, Mariota looked good. Uh, the Bills are a wreck. And, you know, Corey Davis, who gets all the, the market share for that, for the wide receiver work, is going to be, you know, should be shadowed by Tredavious White. Um, this sets up perfectly for Taiwan Taylor. Um, everything's starting to he, – he's a talented kid. Um, he's done pretty well. He's caught 14 of 18 targets for 132 yards and a touchdown. Um, he's probably best utilized in the slot. Um, but, uh, this is just a good spot for him to, to go off. He's going to be seeing, um, Ryan Lewis or Philip Gaines. So, uh, this is, this is the play. Yeah. I would second Taewon Taylor too. Um, again, I think, I think there's going to be, you know, a lot of ownership to these under 5k guys just because of what's happened in the last few weeks. Um, but like, I, I still have a lot of love uh, for, I mean, Taewon Taylor, if you saw that play in preseason where he took kind of like, it was like a bubble screen and then he just took it right to the house, but you saw the speed and like, it's, it's tough to uh, really have surprising speed on an NFL field. Uh, but what I saw from him on that specific play, I was just like blown away. So yeah, uh, definitely want to have some shares of Taewon for sure. I will not be third to the Taiwan Taylor um, parade. I, I'm 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 going to be on the Bill side. I'm feeling the upset actually, and uh, I think I think the Bills have a sneaky chance of winning this game. I do not like the Titans in Buffalo. Um, I actually like the Bills defense a lot at 2300. To be to be serious, right now, I think it's just a really good price. I think their defense isn't that bad. And I don't think Tennessee's offense is that good. I think I played them in cash week one, I think, for 2000, I think. Uh, uh, so I have no problem playing the Bills and uh, Bills defense. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, 40 minutes. Are you guys good? Is, that, is this a wrap? Yeah, I feel like uh, I'm pretty good over here. Just I'm going to throw in another little tidbit. Uh, looks like we're going to have some decent weather come in uh, this weekend. Uh, just looked at the – Evan Roth. Yeah, I just looked at Kevin Ross' initial forecast and uh, a lot of rain, which, you know, obviously we're not too worried about rain. Uh, one specific spot, though, Jacksonville at KC looks to be um, some really hard down, uh, downpours. Um, so, but wind, winds will uh, be pretty light in that game, supposedly, as of now. So, um, just keep an eye on weather. Uh, obviously, keep an eye on injuries. You have the Packers wide receivers probably stand out the most to me, but. Uh, another spot would be uh, if Joe Mixon is the guy with no Geo Bernard in Cincinnati. Uh, I can see myself uh, pivoting a lot to Joe Mixon shares this week. Is is anyone here on Christian McCaffrey? Because we spent this whole time, no one, no one said brought him up. I, I love him. Okay, all right, yeah. good. I'm, I'm not the only one on him. All I right. I kind of like Cam a little bit too. 
Um, yeah. but McCaffrey's yeah. my favorite play. And I love the Carolina D. Okay. I stuck to just talking about game stacks. So, yeah, didn't really bring up McCaffrey. But, yeah, uh, in a spot where they're coming off a bye week uh, and you know he's going to be completely healthy in this game, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. I think we're good to go. That's a wrap. Um, stay, or, uh, catch us next week uh, after we uh, win some tournaments, I think, this week. I think this is our week for tournaments, boys. Christian Kirk. And then Feeling we, good. We, we, we just Chris, Christian Kirk, and then we fill up our lineups from there. Matt Breda. Matt Breda. Matt Breda. Todd Taylor. And then we just – Wow, that's how we're starting it off. And then, we just, then, and then we somehow we jam in like Antonio and, and, and Julio. Well, you got to if you start with your lineup with those. Well, that's what I'm saying. And like, boom, boom, that's the nuts right there, I think. Um, all right, it's been fun. Uh, we'll do it again next week. Uh, this has been the RG EFS NFL Tournament Takes Podcast, and we'll catch you next week. Thanks. See you guys. Later.